There is something to be said about black women today. And you know, a man like myself, I want to see my people do good. I want to see us do well. But sometimes, many times, it just doesn't seem like our people want to do well. When I look at the culture today, it's all screwed up. You got black women being put at the top of positions for a purpose, for a reason. Most people, I won't say most, but some of us understand it as men. But it's just that many women don't understand it. And that's fine for now, because we're not on that. What I do want to talk about is the difference between black women and the African woman on the continent of Africa. Why are they so different? And what are the end results of each culture? Black women today, some say, are the most entitled females on the face of the earth. Unlike many decades ago, black women today have become some of the most educated women on the face of the earth, without question. But what has it cost them? And I'm saying education is bad at no point will I ever say that. But if it comes at a cost, then yes, it becomes a negative more than a positive. Let me start with this. I'm married to an African. It's not the first one. Been engaged to many while I lived in Africa for the past 10 years. Just the past 10 years this last April. Well, we're in April. So as of this April. And there is a big difference. African women are born and bred to be wives from the age of six on average. From the age of six, and I'm not just talking about the women that I've met. And I've met many, been with many, dealt with many. And all are very similar to each other. The only thing that differs may be the looks overall and the tribe that they're from. But they all practice the same, whether Muslim or Christian. Been with them both. Understand them very well these days. The fact that I never had to ask my wife many questions about, are you this or what do you think about that? Because upon meeting her, I already knew. I already understood the culture. I understood when when she was in my presence that I can pretty much dictate who she was, what she was, and how she would fare as a wife. Very feminine. Talks like a six-year-old child, I tell her sometimes. Her Michelle A. voice. Everything that she does is always asking me for permission, as if she needed. Which sometimes she tells me when I get upset. She says, I know that for little things I don't need your permission, but you're my husband, so I have to always acknowledge it with you and let you know before I do it. That's an African woman. She knows that as we were striving for something in life, she understood that even when I wasn't at my best financially, or even emotionally, everything that she had 
to that point she gave unto me in order that I could move us forward to do what we needed to do. When we came to the U.S. a year ago before leaving again six months ago and coming back two months ago, things are pretty much the same. It didn't change her. When she wanted to work, I told her you didn't have to. I'll take care of everything. Well, at least part-time so that I know what we're doing and I could give it unto you in order that you could continue to take care of everything else and all the pressure's not on you, which I told her I don't mind. That's what I'm built for. A man is built for to handle the pressures of taking care of a family. But her mindset is, whatever I can do to help, I want to help you. She understood the place of a wife in a marriage. She understands to this very moment that putting forth first my purpose, what I'm here for, this business, this company, this corporation that I've built now, she understood very well that it was number one in my eyes. Now, God is number one, without question, but I'm talking about earthly matters, not that of spiritual. When I'm not feeling well, maybe because the way that I used to party out in Africa, I have a hangover. She would plead with me to wake me and just say, don't worry about it. Just go to the shower. Let me bring you to the shower so I can wash you down from head to toe. To her, is an honor. To her, is an honor to be submissive because she understands that it gives the home peace. She's not ever been argumentative. Even when she may disagree with a decision of mine, she understands that she goes with it because I'm the one that pays the price. Not just me, but her, but her trust is in me because she was taught that from a young age, that the man is the one who makes the decisions. You could make your word be known without question. You should. But at the end of the conversation, Whatever the husband decides, that's what it's going to be. To a lot of women, this might seem offensive to them because they haven't been taught how to be a wife. The only thing they have been taught is how to be independent from a man, which is a sin in itself. God has never made women to be independent from man. That's why the devil's where he is. He wanted to be independent from God. And today, black women in America want to be independent from men. And they're paying a price. And it's a high price. I said over 10 years ago before I left this place, I said that the women here just don't understand. I've seen it from 10 years ago where everything was headed. I've seen it. I understood it. But it seemed like a lot of people did it. So I did what was best for me at the time. As for what I thought, I made a decision. I knew that it would be impossible to build from scratch, from ground up, something that was not only a blessing to me now, but that was going to take a lot of hard work. And with all that work that was being put in, 
I knew that I needed a particular person on my side, one who didn't think they were equal to me because men and women are not equals. I know black women like to believe that, but they are not. And there's a reason for that. If you look at the world the way that it is now, look at the black community the way that it is now, you will see why. When black women are put in positions higher than men, everything is chaotic. Everything comes crashing down. And the people who put these women in places, they knew what they were doing. They understand this. Make no, make no mistake about it. They understand this. We don't. Not many of us anyway. Black women today think that to wait on a man hand and foot, be obedient, be respectful, be more in tune to a man's emotions, feelings, and ego than their own is taken away from who they are. Yet, when women do do that, as you see in other countries, not just Africa, other cultures, but I'm just sticking with Africans because that's what I experience more than other cultures. These, for the most part, these women in Africa have a peaceful home. They're not rambunctious. They're not ratchet. They're not any of that. The community holds them to standards. So it's not like they could just go and do and be about the way that they want without no consequences. Have a baby out of wedlock? Wow, no man is going to marry you. And many of them know that. So that's why the majority of them do not and refuse to have a baby out of wedlock. If you're not going to marry me, there's no, there will be no baby. And that's the majority of Africans. What African women taught me is that what they do is normal and not what my black American women do. Because for a time, I really thought that all the chaotic relationships that I dealt with, all the talk, all the loudness uh, for a time I thought that was normal but when I moved out of this place left these borders and understood differently I realized no it is not normal but rather destructive as I said in other posts this culture of black America is a very destructive one. Moving on from the music and entertainment that I spoke about before, the women have allowed this to become destructive and chaotic. Women think today because I go get an education, I make six figures, I do this, that, and the other, so now I can get the type of man that I want. I, 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 I try to get it in my head to understand the opposite view, but it's hard. Because I've not been able to come across anything that shows me why a black woman would think that her education and her financial um, situation would make her more appealing to a real man. And when I say real man, I mean protective provider. A protector and a provider 
I'm talking about the street boys on the corner. I have nothing to do with them. Could care less. That is the part of our culture that needs to be deadened and done away with. So when I say men, I, I, I don't even like using the term real man. I just say men. And when I say black men, you know what I'm talking about. They are fixated on their educational standards or situation and their financial situation more than <laughs> taking care of a man. Because when they get these things, they think that, yeah, once I get these things, I'm going to get a man who will take care of me. That is as backwards as anything in this life can be. Most men, if not all, who make a substantial amount of money, if they make good money or they're a provider, why would they care about what you make? Why would they care about your education? It would mean nothing because your education can't take care of them. It can't take care of a home. It can't take care of children. It can't raise up a family. That education means nothing with inside of the household. And that's what a man is concerned with. How is she able to take care of me in the household? And my wife, it's an honor to her to take care of me. It's not a burden, but an honor. I remember um, before we just left uh, a couple months ago, a few months ago now, if any other woman wanted to cook for me, it would offend my wife. Really, she'd get offended by any other woman wanting to cook for me. Even if it's just out of the kindness of her heart, even her own mother, she didn't like when her mother would cook for me. That's their culture. Because as her, as a wife, she believes that everything that's done for me as her husband is supposed to be done by her. But you couldn't tell that to a black woman because they would feel like they're beneath you. To me, she's above any woman that I can choose here in America. Because of the things that she understands, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me that she's not a university graduate. Never mattered one bit. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. If anything, a lot of times, that is something that stifles a lot of black women from having socially responsible and positive relationships with men because you get a woman who spends so much time on education and while she's building up this education and her career it's going to her head that she's thinking I'm more and more I'm this I'm that I'm better than everybody else now and a lot of times you can hear it in their voice the way that they talk their tone their demeanor when you see them face to face you see that demeanor like I'm better than you, it's such a turnoff. And they think that it's something to be appreciated. It's backwards, I can't understand it. Af most African women are as feminine as any woman should be. Most African women are very submissive. As said before, they learn this from the age of six from mother. And then by the time they're 12, they're learning just as much more from father. Most African women don't come from broken homes at all. It becomes a disdain on a family name for 
there to be a broken family. Is frowned upon, is looked down upon. Your name becomes trash. The family name becomes trash. And that's why a lot of African women do not engage in it. And when one do have a baby out of wedlock, more than likely they run to another town for people who don't know them in order to get away from that because everybody's looking at them in a certain way. Many will even lie and say that their husband, they married, but their husband is deceased. That is the level of standards that the African culture have. We once had it. Long ago, it seems, we once had that same, same standard that we put on our woman. But not today, not at all. Having a baby at a wedlock is nothing to anybody. It's even normalized now. But yet, the community is destroyed. Black people are at the bottom. Broken families all around the place. Broken families are the norm now. But yet, to us, it's normal. So you have to ask yourself, how can a black American woman compete with the average African woman? The answer is, they can't. African women understand that once I'm 22 years old, I need to be looking towards marriage. I would say 85 to 95, maybe even higher than that, of the women in Africa, once they hit the age of 22, their focus is marriage. I need to be married. The family is pressuring them. Why aren't you married yet? I'm talking about early 20s. Once you hit 24, you start to get looked at a certain type of way. Like, wow. You're 24 and you're still not married? What's wrong with you? And it's frowned upon for a woman to be 24 and not married. It is frowned upon in a big way. That's why most do not allow that to happen. And even though the rate of women is much greater than that of men, that's why a lot of women become second and third wives. Because they know when they're young, that's their only opportunity to get a decent man, one who can provide. They understand, even my wife, my wife is 21 years younger than me, four years, five, five years now. My wife is 21 years younger than me. She, we, we had a conversation one day. And to break it down, it came to this. The reason why she's always making sure that she takes care of me properly. She's always there for me. She's always there to stroke my ego. <laughs> she didn't say that, but um, internally, that's what I took it as. Because she knows I'm very egotistical and very prideful. So she, 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 she keeps herself at a point that she, she, she knows these things. So she knows how she has to move. You tell that to a black woman. That's all you will get. That's all you will get. But these women are made for marriage. They're made from childhood at the age of six on average to learn to be a wife and to serve a man and be a helper. That is their purpose in life and to bear children. 
So let me go over that one more time. The mindset of an African woman is to serve, help, and bear children for her husband. The children are not hers. It's either ours or my husband's children. That is the way that God intended to be from the start of time. And that is why African marriages succeed at a rate of 86%. (laughs) Think about that. Think about it. Take a moment. When you have a woman who understands the place of a wife and her position in a household and that whatever her man is striving for is bigger than her and he needs to be loved more than anyone, even the children, that the children comes last. In African culture, with a woman The first thing is God. The second thing is the man. The third thing is her. The fourth is the children. Now tell me, align that with how black women today think. And see if it match up. See if it even comes close. Majority of African women understand the need to look good and be fit. To have a shape that most men will like in order to attract most men. I talked to um, one of my, I had to do, I had to go to an outside supplier about a few weeks ago to get everything together for a wedding that I was servicing for the Kente cloth and everything that um, we manufacture. So I had to outsource because the thing was so big that, you know, my own people alone couldn't handle it with all the orders coming in. So this lady, I don't don't think I should put a name, I don't even know if she will ever hear this, but her name's Stephanie. So um we actually had a brief we had a I would say lengthy conversation, not brief. Um to come down to it, she was thirty five years old. She is thirty five years old. And when I asked her about things about marriage It came to a point where she understood that she's 35, so her likelihood of being married is almost slim to none. And asked why you allowed her to get that way so long. She allowed herself to be in a relationship with a man who didn't marry her, and then after nine years took off. And she understood that that was something that she was always told that she should never allow to happen, but she believed in a man And once he got where he needed to be, he took off and married somebody much younger. And now at 35 years old, that same 35 that a lot of black women think they're in their prime, she sees that her chances of marriage are slim to none. And I would say it's on the ladder. A man man in Africa almost likely would never marry a woman at 35 who he's just meeting. And I've heard other black women tell me, oh, well, I got an African man and I'm 30, 38, I'm 42, I'm 44. 
<clears throat> they don't even realize the situation that they're headed in. Because I've seen it more times than enough. Before I started this kente industry and got involved in this, I, back in 2011, my first company that I started in Africa was called um, Ghana Scam Detector. Then it became Marion Ghana Scam Detector, where literally this was before phones, the phones had cam every phone had cameras and all that, and we had webcams and all that. Webcams came about like two years later. But um, the first two years that I dealt with that business, I dealt with mostly older white men, a couple black guys, but the majority of my clients were older white men. They would meet these women online in Africa. I covered only Ghana at the time. Well, I've only covered Ghana because by the time I moved to Nigeria, you know, things was different. But uh, I used to get a lot of these clients and they were always older men, but they were always dating these much younger Africans. A lot of them were scams, maybe a couple were real, but even then, you never really know what somebody's motive is, because most, I've, I've, I've talked to Africans on the deli. I've interacted with them over years and years and years. Every African woman that I've spoken to, and if you go back 10 years ago, look on my YouTube channel, you can see me interviewing different African girls, this and the other, what videos are left. They always tell me that they wanted to marry a black man. It didn't matter in Africa or outside of Africa, but they always wanted to marry a black man. Their only reason that they would marry a white man was just for financial stability. That was it, nothing more. But they understood the value of financial stability. And these men who were pretty financially stable, they didn't go looking for people with PhDs and master degrees. They didn't go looking for any of that. They were looking for beauty, young, beautiful women that they could provide for. This has always been the mentality of men. This is nothing new. This has been like this since the earth began to fill, fill up with men and women. Since the days after Adam and Eve, this has always been how men are, have always been. Looking to be providers and protectors. How can a man be a provider when you're more masculine than almost he is? When every time you do find a man, you throwing up that you make six figures. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense at all. Men who are able to provide and protect have no interest in a woman's education or their financial situation. They just don't. African women understand this. That's why they know to get married when they're in their early 20s. After 24, they begin to panic. They don't know what to do. When black women are 24, hey, I'm still young. I, can, I got the whole world ahead of me. Nonsense. They don't understand anything. And that's why the black community is the way that it is today. Lack of understanding for my people perish for 
lack of knowledge. And that's what's happening. Lack of knowledge. Who told them that when you get a PhD, a man will love you more and find you more valuable? Who told them that when you're making six figures, you're going to be more attractive to a man? Who told them that? Because to this day, I cannot figure out what I came from aside from the feminists who are only there to destroy everything. Because everything they've done for the black community is nothing but pure destruction of the black family, among other things. A 40-year-old black woman who has a PhD or master's and making six figures or more, whatever, she could be a multi-million dollar mogul of a company, corporation, whatever. She still would not stand one iota of a chance to a 22-year-old drop-dead gorgeous African woman. She just would not. Because what a man knows that when he chooses that African, he knows that she's already made, ready-made for me. You talk about ready-made men who are able to provide and make six figures. African women are already ready-made to be submissive, obedient, understanding, and go with what is told to them, and bear children, take care of the home, take care of the man, every single need. And even in Africa, most men are not even, most, most men are, I will say, not even faithful. These women understand that. I've been through this many, many times. So I'm talking to you not just by experience, but what I see also. A man who's able to provide, if he go out and commit infidelity, there's no chance, there's almost absolutely no chance that that woman will leave him. That woman would rather fight for him than say, oh, you cheated, so I'm out. Because she knows, especially a woman who's already passed, past the age of 24 and already is being provided for by her husband and being well taken care of financially, there is no chance that she would divorce that man just because of infidelity. She'd rather work it out, bring the family in, everybody talk about it. You have your meetings, you have all that. I've been through that. I see it all the time. You could get literally caught in the act being watched by your own wife through a window. Still, she will be angry and let you know she saw you, but she still won't leave you because she knows you're a provider. She knows you her, she, you're her husband. You belong to her. Even though you broke your vows, she's not going to break the covenant. You get me? She understands that divorce is such a stain on the name, her family name, and her. And it's very unlikely that another man will marry her once he knows that she's divorced from another man, especially if that woman bore his children. So her first thought is to work it out, even put up with it until he gets old enough to stop it or work it out. And I'm not saying that's a good thing that men, are, men commit infidelities. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that they understand what it takes to keep a family together. Keep 
the family together so that the children can go on to be successful because there is a stability financially within a home. I mean, shoot, this happened with people who are poor all the time. And it's still the same thing because it's the culture that African women look at any and everything that, to them, family is first. Keeping their family together under all circumstances is the most important matter in life on this earth. Black women, oh, he cheated. I'm out. Let me get a divorce. I could find somebody else. And how many of them, after they divorce their husband, are looking for that something else that never comes? I myself been married in the U.S. with my first wife over 10 years, 11 years to be quite frank. Two children. Then matter. It doesn't matter to women in Africa because as long as I could be a provider and the fact that I'm fit and still good looking, thank God. But that's just for pretty much any man. I've seen some of the most unattractive older men with the youngest, prettiest woman. And they stay. They have children by these people. It works. Because women there understand their position in life and they understand a man's position in life. A man can reach his late 30s, early 40s, mid 40s, late 40s, some 50, whatever. As long as they're able to be a provider, there will always be a young, beautiful woman that they could go and catch. It will always be there. For a woman who is of the same, who's able to provide, what she's looking for is likely never to be there. Black women don't get that. I will even give it to black women, say. Say you're 24. Some men will still find you young and attractive. But you have to understand, men look at a lot of things. The older you are, the more men they look at that you've been with. The older you are, the more men you've been with, the less valuable that you are. Why would I respect you as much as you think you should be respected when all these other men ran through you? Men think about this. But a lot of black women don't seem to comprehend they think they could play around, party it up, party and boyish, party and boyish. They think they could do all that and then turn around 30-something years old, say, hey, I'm ready. Where are the guys at? The same guys that you ask them where they at, they're pursuing the 22-year-olds that are fresh out of college or some that might not, not even went to college. A man of substance and resources would rather take a pretty chick from McDonald's at the age of 21, 22, rather than go to a 40-year-old who has a PhD in six figures. It's just a fact. And when, they, when black women start getting this into their head, things could change. Things could change, but not till then. It's too late for them, but they could be spending their time teaching down to the next generation of people. And I did a, another um, podcast on, um, I got to upload it. Um, it was um, called, what options do, what is it called? What options do 
black single women who are educated have as far as options. And the options are not bad. They are not bad at all. But if they listen to my advice, they could see that they could have a fulfilled, a fulfilled life and live the rest of life happy with someone. But it takes them to have a readjustment of who they are and their mindset. Younger women will always have more options than older. I don't care how much they make. I don't care their education level. Fact of the matter is, younger, beautiful women will always have the advantage over older women of, in any situation when it comes to men who are providers. And I really hope you understand it. Because if not, you're just making your life harder. But I want to be here for you. I don't want to leave you out in the cold. I want to tell you that you have no options and nothing is there for you. That happiness can't come. Because it can. And I understand easily how you can have happiness. It's just going to take you to make some adjustments. And the way that you think. Because truthfully... What disgusts me a lot is when black women say that I'm Christian, but I need a high-value man. That already told me right there, they are not Christian and they do not know God. But I'm not going to get into that. Because when people chase worldly things and want to be situated in a world that they can be looked at a certain way, have certain materialistics, it already tells me that they don't know God. And likely God do not know them. But... I'm going to stick with you because what I'm working with is the black community solely. So my faith doesn't have to link up to your faith. You don't have to agree with everything that I'm saying, but I want to be here to work with you. Now that I'm back in America, hopefully for at least six months, um, I want to be here and I want to be of assistance. Not just YouTube. Like I said, the Kente Factory Project, that is probably the biggest thing that I've ever done. Well, that is by far the biggest thing that I've ever done in my life that does not just encourage black wealth, but helps black people gain wealth through shares and corporations, through not just my corporation, but there are many things that people are doing over in Africa that are black Americans that you can invest to. I mean, real estate is exploding in Africa. I'm in manufacturing, but both manufacturing and real estate is exploding in Africa. And there's no reason why the Arabs, the whites, and the Chinese should be taking advantage of this, and we are not. I put the first foot forward. I've done all that. But we as a people need to get on board. We truly need to get on board. I don't want to say unite because black people will never be united. That's just a fantasy that people talk about. Get your circle of people, make your moves, and don't stop. But I hope y'all not just heard me, but you give time to listen to what I said and not give a knee-jerk reaction as a lot of people on Facebook when I post to something simple do and attack me like ravaged wolves. Because anything you say about black women 
even if it's true, <laughs> you will be attacked. And I get that, because I understand where the mindset of a lot of black women are today. It's in a bad place, and help is really needed. So rather than bash you, I don't want to do that. But if I seem hard from here on out of anything that I'm saying, it's only to help you. Because sometimes a person needs to feel hurt in order that they may may be able to be helped. You ever heard the term that sometimes God has to break you down completely in order to build you back up into what he wants? And it's the same thing with black women. It's going to take a breaking down of the ego and the pride in order that you can be built back up into what you was originally made for. And that's for the purpose of being a helper to a man. There should be no greater purpose on this earth for a black woman than to be the helper for a black man. It just shouldn't. Whether you agree with it or not, that's the way God made it. So if you want to argue with that, you're not arguing with me, you're arguing with God. Then you got to look at your judgment at the end of the day when you're no longer here and answer for all the ways that you went about your life. So, once again, I hope it was a little bit informative and definitely I look forward to speaking with you people again. Black women, black men, my people, our people, we got to do better. We truly got to do better. But the one thing I don't do, I will play games with my children because I play kid games with my kids, but I don't play kid games with adults.